Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's Challenger Brand Question of the Day. I'm Craig Alexander along with John Gumas from Gumas Advertising in San Francisco, champion of the Challenger brand. Uh, and for those of you who might be new to our podcast, welcome. Uh, we uh, take a question from our uh, listeners uh, from around the country and spend a few minutes uh, digging deeper into, into that issue and, and helping them along. Hopefully you'll, you'll get something out of it. Uh, and we'll, um, we'll hang on, let's advance the page. There we go. Oops. I did want to share this particular slide this week, John, because uh, of the question that, that we had. And, and uh, just so people get a little bit of a background on Gumas and, and reminding everybody uh, what it is that we do. So we're, we're a marketing agency that, that helps challenger brands take on their industry gorillas and win. So you'll see imagery like this gorilla that represents uh, the competition. They're the, the competitors in, in all of our uh, clients' industries. Uh, and so we make reference to gorillas frequently as uh, who we're trying to take down. Uh, and that takes us, John, to our question this week, which comes from Natalie R., uh, who's a marketing manager with a professional services uh, organization. Uh, and their question is, how do I know if I'm a challenger brand? And that might be the most common question that we get, John, uh, because we're such a specialty uh, we, we focus so, so narrowly on this particular uh, type of, of a business. Uh, I th I'm glad Natalie brought this one up for us so we can let everyone know how we define what a challenger brand is. And we, we have a few ways of doing that. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you, John, uh, just to, to, to begin with defining, you know, what is a challenger brand? Yeah, and that, and that is a great question. I think most people don't, don't think that way. Um, and as, as most of our listeners know that, you know, we spent 35 years uh, just specializing in challenger brand marketing because challenger brands are different. And um, I think we're, where a lot of organizations go, go uh, sideways is they, they don't understand they're a challenger brand. And essentially what that means is if you don't have the most marketing dollars to spend in your category, chances are you are a challenger brand. And even if you're going up against competitors who are larger, and these competitors may have larger you know, resources come in all shapes and sizes. So they may have more sales staff, a more sophisticated sales process. Um, they may have, uh, um, they may outspend you in different ways. So, that, so in essence, if you have, if you're in a category and that's dominated by one big gorilla marketer, then you are a challenger brand. And the one thing that you cannot do if you're a challenger brand, you cannot go head to head against that larger competitor because the one thing that happens time and time again, and history proves it is you will lose and whoever has the most money tends to win if you go head to head. So, so a challenger brand is a, um, is a company that finds themselves up against these organizations or they may find that they don't have the resources that they would like because they're in a complex market that requires more, more uh, um, uh, financial resources. So, so that first thing you have to do is define yourself as a challenger brand. And once you do, then it allows you to move forward into, uh, um, into generating successful marketing programs. So Natalie is in professional services. Natalie, you asked the question. 
Um, certainly professional services would fall into a category uh, that, that is up against guerrilla brands in whatever particular vertical within that professional services. Uh, are there other industries that are more challenger brand than others? Well, we, we have uh, yet to find one that isn't. Um, and there are every industry has a challenger brand, multiple, multiple challenger brands. It doesn't matter. And challenger brands come in all shapes and sizes. There are companies that are, that are multinational. You know, Pepsi is a challenger brand up against Coke. Uh, Avis is a challenger brand up against Hertz. It goes on and on and on. Um, but it really comes down to it, you cannot go head to head toe-to-toe in, in a marketing uh, um, battle with, with an organization that is out-resourcing you, out-spending you. It, uh, it usually doesn't end pretty. No, uh, it, it doesn't. Um, now, now that we know uh, who a challenger brand might be and certainly the categories and types of businesses, um, why is it important for a challenger brand to think differently? And, and John made the, the important point that you can't think the same as the gorilla brand in your market, which is frequently just outspend your competitors. You can't go toe to toe dollar for dollar. So we have to think differently. And, and the one thing, John, that, that, that we, um, we like to, to tell uh, challenger brands is that you get one shot at doing this and you want to make sure that you understand exactly what it is that you need to say to your prospect that's going to drive them to action if they only get one chance to hear you speak. Make sure it's exactly right. Um, we, we, we recognize the importance of, of not guessing, uh, knowing what that prospect uh, expects from you and the voice with, with which uh, you need to, to, to speak. Uh, and so that really is gonna set me up, John, for, for turning it over to you. Uh, and talk a little bit about the importance of messaging for a challenger brand, um, knowing that they can't compete in a market with guerrilla brands for budget. They need to comp compete differently. Um, how important is messaging and where does that come into play? Yeah, and you just touched on it, Craig, just a, a second ago, and that is you cannot guess. And in, if, if any... If a challenger brand is in a situation where, where they say to themselves, I think this is what my customers need to hear me say. I think this is why we're different. I think this is what's going to work. Well, that, that I think part is the most dangerous part of any challenger brand because you cannot be wrong. You get one shot, you cannot be wrong. So, so you, you need to make sure that, that when, when the messaging is put together, it's correct. And, and the thing about our society now is, is prospects. And by the way, challenger brands, all the messaging needs to speak to organizations who have never heard of you before. That is key. Um, so when, when messaging is created, it's created for organizations who have never heard of you. And when people look to you, let's say they come to their website, they might give you 30 seconds of their time for you to convince them that you're right. So, so in those 30 seconds, you really need to answer four questions that that prospect needs to hear. And you need to answer them and say, say it in a way that is going to resonate with them. So essentially, the four questions that you need to answer in that basic messaging is, who are you? Right, that's one. Second is, what do you do? What makes you special? In other words, what makes you different from everyone else? 
And finally, the, 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 you know, brings it all home, what's in it for that prospect? So that message needs to be created in such a way that you know that's what that prospect needs to hear. Because ultimately, what the a challenger brand messaging strategy is designed to at the end, when it's read to or by that, that, that prospect, they read that message and their response has to be, wow, that's exactly who I'm looking for. That's exactly the company I want. How do they even know that's what I'm looking for? Well, that doesn't happen by accident. That is a very structured challenger brand strategic process. And we have a five-step process to get to there. Because once someone reads your message and it resonates, that's when the angels sing. That's when, the, that's when things start to happen. And so many organizations kind of take that for granted and create messaging based on what they think. And Craig, we've, we've, we always have a little joke with, with our clients. We bet them a dollar. And, then, and the bet is what you think your customers and prospects need to hear is going to be different than what they actually need to hear. And I don't know. I don't think we've ever lost a dollar in all these years. Not one. No. Um, yeah, the messaging, uh, we always say that you got to get the words first before you start drawing pictures. And, and if, if your words aren't connecting, it doesn't matter how pretty the pictures are. So uh, graphically is secondary to, to making sure the language is connecting with your prospect. Um, okay, so we now know what a challenger brand is. We know a little bit about why they should think differently and the importance of messaging for challenger brands. Uh, the last part that we wanted to discuss was, it, now that you, you understand what a challenger brand is, accepting that you're a challenger brand and living the life of a challenger brand and doing things differently, handling your business in a different way, recognizing that your prospects need to hear from you uh, in ways that your competitors uh, aren't, uh, identifying those opportunities, those areas in the industry where you can connect with, with that prospect, uh, whether it's, it's online or traditional or otherwise. Uh, it is important that when you accept that you're a challenger brand, that you understand what your competitors are doing and you do spend time analyzing uh, the world in which they live because they're going after your prospect. Uh, if you know how they're doing it, it's going to give you that that advantage to be able to uh, find the hole in their swing and, and pitch through it, uh, among many other ways to take advantage of, of understanding your competitors. Um, and before I jump off of that, John, I don't know if you had any additional thoughts about uh, the competitive environment for uh, challenger brands and accepting uh, that a, a business is indeed a challenger brand. Yeah, and, and I think Natalie, what what you really need to do is you need to step back and and relook at uh, um, how you how you position your organization and 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 specifically how you message it, um, knowing that you are a challenger brand, knowing that that you know there is there is one thing that challenger brands ultimately need to strive for, and that is to become famous for something, and. People, the marketplace, the people in the marketplace will remember organizations for one thing. And if you are lucky enough to get to that point where, where, where the market uh, um, knows you for that one thing and you're famous for that one thing, you will be successful because you, it's very realistic to, to strive to be known for one thing. It's very, very difficult and very expensive 
to be known for multiple things. So Natalie, one thing you may want to start is looking at just what is that one thing that, that you do better than anybody else that makes you unique, that you truly can own, um, and, and nobody can compete or has a difficult time competing with you. What is that one thing? And that's the one thing that you need to really become famous for and strive to, to be known for. And once you get to that point, you will really start to see the success. Beautiful. Thanks, Natalie, uh, for the great question. How do I know if I'm a challenger brand? Uh, that's going to wrap up the challenger brand question of the day for this week. But we do want to remind you that uh, John and I have a, a new book coming out later this year, Challenger Brand Marketing. Uh, it should be out uh, a little bit later. Uh, but we do have our first book, uh, which is Marketing Smart. And because the new book's coming out, we're discounting the uh, first book uh, all the way down to free. In fact, uh, a free download uh, is available to you if you simply go to uh, the agency's website, gumis.com. Uh, plus, you'll learn a whole bunch of other great things uh, about, uh, about all of uh, what we do and, and how we go about it. Uh, so on behalf of, of John and, and all of our teammates at Gumis, uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone.